you turn your Bibles to Proverbs 31, and thank you again, praise team. And Bill, it's so good to have you back up here. Amen. He had quite a week last week, and uh, we praise God for sustaining him through it and bringing him back strong enough to do what he did this morning and still has to do. And Bridget's here too. She made it. Praise the Lord. And I want to thank you. Can you believe this, Sherry? I, ha- I have to confess, I had, a, I had a very immature thought. I was thinking, Lord, don't come till after October. I haven't had that thought since Six Flags. And I thought I was over it. And I am over it because then we sang in this song that he's coming back. And I thought, no, I would rather him come back today. Okay. I would rather him come back today. I'll, I'll get to see Jerusalem from, from a different angle. But if he doesn't come back before October, thank you. I'm going to be that pastor who's going to be showing stuff all the time. <laughs> now this is, this is, uh, this is where this took place right here. And I, I was just happened to be standing right there. You're going to hear some of that. Um, there won't be another 25 years that I don't probably won't live long. If you, you'll be glad of that. But thank you. Um, what a what a generous gift. But what an honor it's been for for me and Sherry to to be with you guys over these years. What an honor and what an honor to be here this morning on Mother's Day to try to help encourage moms. Current moms, encourage us as we think about our moms. You know, this is a, Mother's Day is one of those days, like like many holidays. It's just it, it's all over the map on where we're at. You know, for some people, it's just a wonderful. Like for me, I mean, I couldn't have had a better mom. I mean, I know she was she was sinful, but I don't really know that many of them. I didn't see much of it. I just saw wonderful. I'm wearing this suit this morning. Um, because she loved, she loved when I wore suits, you know, and she even got me some really cool ones when I was growing up, you know, the butterfly, um, just in bow tie, you know, and the leisure suits and all that kind of cool stuff, you know, um, she got me one outfit one time that had a scarf with it. Okay. You, you know, I grew up in the sixties. Okay. This is when the late sixties scarves were kind of coming in, you know, especially for, you know, rock and roll you know, people, and I wasn't one of those, but I loved that stuff. And, and it had the straight collar. It was bright. The shirt was bright yellow. The, uh, the, the, the scarf was paisley. All right. And she had me all decked out to go to school in that thing. And I have to confess, and on the bus, I took that scarf off. I just couldn't do it. Um, but, you know, I can still, I think of her just about every Sunday because I still try to fluff my hair and it still doesn't fluff. She always, she was always saying, Dean, fluff your hair just a little bit. Her brothers, her brother, she, she was a younger sister of two older brothers and they had curly hair, had a lot of fluff to it. I have no fluff. My brother had fluff. He, she never told him to fluff, her, fluff his hair. Just me. Um, but I, I just think back to those days and I'm just so thankful. Um, I think, I think of sitting down on the, on the floor where she was in her chair, cutting out stuff for her class the next morning on Saturday nights. And I would help cut. I'm a good cutter, by the way, a good scissors man, if you ever need help. Um, just thinking of, of her commitment to teaching the Word of God, 
Um, what a what a great mom, and and we're so thankful for all of our moms. And as I mentioned, you know, this is a tough day for some people. Some people didn't have great relationships with their moms. Some people's moms died way early in their lives, and it's just hard. It's a hard day. Um, some moms aren't very nice, you know, and and it's a hard day remembering them. But our, all of our moms gave us birth. All of them did, and so we have that. A, a, at least to be thankful for, and then so many other things as well. And and as you came in this morning, you noticed there were lots of flowers um, in the in the front table. And some of you obviously thought they were to be taken because I see, I see if one of the tulips has been snagged, okay, by a man, okay. And I want you to know these flowers were not for the men, okay. Now he might have thought his wife would have liked that yellow tulip, and so hopefully he'll give that to her, Mike. So, but. Those are, those are for, for all of you moms and all of you women, you know, over 20, you get, you can take one of those and younger women, um, under 20, if there's some left over after the older women, um, take them, you're, you're welcome to them as well. But just a, just a thought of how much we love you and how much we appreciate you and, um, and how thankful we are for you. And as a pastor, what an honor it is for me, um, on these Sunday mornings and other, and other occasions to, um, Try to help equip you to be the best mom that you can be. I was so encouraged by some of the kids this morning. You know, when their first thought about their mom was, she teaches me about Jesus or she teaches me about God. She teaches me the Bible. I'm, I'm, I was so honored to hear them say that, that I get to help maybe encourage you to do that or give you a little bit of ammunition from time to time on things that you can share with your kids. And, and, and that's what we're going to do this morning. And so again... On Mother's Day, Father's Day, what, these special days, these are for all of us, okay? This isn't just for moms, but particularly we're thinking about moms today. And so moms, take heart um, and, uh, and take heed. Uh, we're going to read uh, a passage that none of you in any way will be, uh, in, in every way, none of you will be able to f- fulfill this. This is, a, this is a high one, you know? Uh, this is the, you know, if, if Jesus was a woman, this is a picture of him. Okay, in that regard, chapter 31 of Proverbs, verse 10. A wife of noble character who can find. And I'll just pause. Young men, unmarried men, um, don't settle for one that's not of noble character. Even though they are hard to find, don't settle. She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up. While it's still dark, she provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, 
She has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction or or the instruction of kindness and mercy is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Praise God. Praise God for this wonderful picture of a noble wife, a wonderful woman. Now, as I mentioned, many of you could relate to some of this, but probably not all of it. This was one busy woman. This was a this was a woman I think that could be summed up with the with the one phrase in in verse twenty seven. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. And so, thinking about all the the different industrious um, activities that this particular woman uh, that that Solomon is picturing for us um, does, I think we can say that moms. Um, and, and again, I know I'm preaching to the choir in that sense that I know you're already on this team. Um, but just avoid, avoid idleness. Um, in, in her day, and some of, you, some of you remember back to when um, there weren't quite as many um, easy-to-cook foods and there weren't quite as many easy-to-use appliances. Uh, you, you might remember... Um, I remember my grandma in particular. My mom did a lot too, but I remember my grandma in particular, you know, spending a lot of time, a lot of time, a lot of time getting the, getting the meal ready, you know, because there, there was a lot of, it took a longer time, you know, and, and they, they, you know, to feed their, their families, they had to be, they had to be busy just, just making sure all the stuff was, was coming together. Um, thank the Lord for the more conveniences that we that we have today. It's still hard work, and some of you still do those things. Go the extra mile to provide those very special meals and, and very healthy meals. You know it takes time and it, and it takes work, as well as the other aspects of your busy lives. And so I, I don't think that this is a, a, a necessary admonition this morning to not be idle, but it's here. And so let's remember that the, the mothers, the wives, the women that are noble in character are, are busy about good things, about right things, about, about things that matter. 
Um, one of those things that matters, we, we saw right at the beginning, where it says in verse 11, her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. Praise God for a wife like that. I praise God for a wife like that. And we're going to Israel. <laughs> I'm sort of distracted now. You guys messed me up. Praise God for a wife who respects her husband like this. And you know, that's one of the most important things that a mom can do for her children is to respect and support her husband. To show her, to show them that commitment. Because remember, remember what the wife is really showing, what the mom is really showing when she respects and submits herself to her husband and to his well-being. You remember? We saw it in Ephesians. You're a picture of the church. You're painting a picture for your children, for all those who know you, for your husband himself. You're, you're painting a picture of the church of Jesus Christ and of our great admiration and respect and honor and love and submission to him. That's what you're doing. What a high calling that is. And that's what this woman, this wife of noble character was known for. And so, as hard as it is to do sometimes, thankfully Sherry doesn't have difficulty with this because, yeah, 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 you saw that look. It's not easy. We, we're, we agree with you wives. This is not easy. This aspect of it is not easy. We're supposed to love you like Christ loves the church. And on those days when we're doing that, maybe it's easy to do this. But there are days when we're not doing that like we should. And so, men, this is an admonition for us as well here on Mother's Day. We can make their job, we can make their responsibility, we can make their high calling a lot easier for them to do if we will also take ours seriously. And we'll get to that in another month or so. But the primary thing that I want us to focus on for these last few minutes is this aspect that Solomon points out when he speaks of her wisdom. Verse 26. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction or the teaching of kindness and mercy is on her tongue. When the children this morning volunteered the fact that their moms teach them about Jesus, that's what Solomon's talking about. Solomon was like us in, in a certain respect. He believed in Jesus even though he hadn't seen him. He knew the Messiah was coming. And he believed in that Messiah. And he believed in, this, in the salvation that that, that that Messiah was going to bring. Now, we haven't seen him either, but we've... You know, we have the Word of God, a, a whole extra testament than Solomon had with, with a whole lot more prophets in it than, than he had. And we get to see by faith in the Word of God who Jesus is and what he did. But we're like Solomon. We're still doing it by faith. 
and blessed are children and grandchildren who grow up under the influence of a wise mom who's always ready to teach her kids and her neighbor's kids and her nieces and nephews and her church family of the mercy and kindness and grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That, of all of your callings, moms, aunts, church moms, and teachers, and, and, and when I say that, I, I'm, not taking that I'm not taking that lightly. I, I just think from my own experience of the, of the women other than my mom who taught me the Word of God when I was growing up. And when I was studying, I'm still studying, but I mean studying like paying to study. And I think of the, of the influence that some of you women who are not my children's mother, but still the motherly influence that you had on my kids in the teaching of the word of God, in the teaching the truths of the grace and mercy and kindness of God expressed through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. I think of the uh, various examples, but I think when I was having a devotion with Sam, our youngest son, and um, we were in his room going going through a, a Bible passage, and he turned to me and he said, "Dad." Are you saved? That shook me up. I wasn't expecting that. And I said, yes. I said, why do you ask? So because Mrs. Hobby said I should be saved. And what a blessing I had that night to go through what Mrs. Hobby had gone through with him again to help him understand how he could be saved. What a blessing. Now, Mrs. Hobby had kids of her own. But she was also investing in the kids of the church family, of which my kids were among. And, and many of you do that, play, you know, play that role and encourage our children in the things that we're teaching them and that we're encouraging them in, you're also encouraging them in and teaching them. And so it's not just the, the bloodline moms. It's not just the adopted moms, the officially adopted moms. It's the moms of all these various roles that we play, especially within the body of Christ. Because we are a family. We are the, we are the local family of God. People who have put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, who says that the moment that we receive him, he makes us a part of the family of God. And the way that we get to express that family is in the local church. And so thank you, moms, for your commitment to the gospel, for your commitment to the word of God. Thank you for the wisdom that you have derived from it and your willingness to share it with those children, with those younger people in your lives. That they can arise as these did this morning. This is exactly what 
Solomon's talking about. Her children arise and call her blessed. Moms of these little kids that were up here this morning, I hope that you were feeling blessed. That's what they were doing. They were showing you how appreciative they are. And even though we don't have a city gate, you know, for the, for the men to go and, and uh, sit at and that kind of thing, we have the church. And all of us who have a wife like this, we praise you for who you are and what you've done. Not just in our, in our lives, not just in our own kids' lives, but in the lives of the church, the body of Christ. And these blessings that take place when the Word of God is taught by a mom, these blessings are not simply temporal like this morning's. That moment's gone, you know. What, what these children said, that was quick, and, and, and Lord willing, they'll say it n- numerous times, many more times. Hopefully when they're in their 60s, they'll still be saying this stuff about you and beyond. But those are temporal blessings. The real blessings, Mom, that we receive from your ministry of the Word of God, instruction in the Word of God, instruction in the Gospel, the good news about Jesus, the real reward is going to be found in eternity. This morning in our adult Bible study class, and and again, let me encourage you, if you're not a part of one of those classes, please get involved in one of them because it's such an encouragement to be in the Word of God together and discuss it. But in in our class this morning... We were, we were so blessed to be talking about eternity in our, in our resurrection bodies and trying to imagine how they're, what they're going to be like as, as the Apostle Paul compared them to the grain of, of wheat um, in these earthly bodies to the stalk of grain with all of, the, with, with all of its extension and, and all of its beauty. That's how much different it's going to be. We're just trying to imagine that. But moms, you're going you're gonna to see your kids and your church kids in glory in the resurrection bodies for eternity because of the investments that you're making in their eternity, in their spiritual lives. And that's not easy today. That's not easy. Explaining sin to your kids today is harder than it's ever been because they've heard things like sin described as hate speech. And so we got to re-explain to them the whole concept. But as you share your wisdom from the Word of God with them, that's one of the things that you share with them, their need for a Savior because of their sinfulness. And then you get to explain, explain to them the love of God that was demonstrated for them and for us when He sent His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. While we were still sinners, to die for us. That whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Thank you, moms, for that work. Thank you, moms, for sowing that word, for sowing that seed, for living that out in your homes, in your busyness in your tight schedules, in the pressure of daily life, thanks for showing them what you're talking about as you live out 
the Word of God, as you live out your own commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ, demonstrated in your marriage, demonstrated in your relationship with Him, demonstrated in your service of Christ within your church. If there are any moms here this morning who haven't yet put your trust in Christ, or anyone else for that matter, take it to heart. Take it to heart. Make sure that your life matters for more than just the temporal praise that you might receive for a job well done. Make sure that your life is going to count for eternity by putting your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ so that you also can be a part of the family of God, not just the the local church family of God, but the eternal family of God that this is just a picture of. The real thing, like our resurrection bodies, the, the real family of God that we're going to be in for all eternity is, is far greater and far better. So let me encourage you this morning. You may be a great mom, but if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you can't live up to his high ideals, his high expectations of your role of your life without him. So put your trust in him. Don't wait. You know enough. You know that God sent him into this world and that he lived that perfect life as his word describes and he went to the cross not for sins he had committed but for our sins, your sins. And that the moment we put our trust in him he gives us the promise, the guarantee of forgiveness of sins and eternal life in his glory. Let's bow together for prayer. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you this morning for the many, many roles that our moms have played in our lives. And we want to thank you for the moms that are here today of all sorts, and the grandmothers of all sorts, of all ages. And we want to thank you for the opportunity that you have laid out for them this morning through your word. Help them not to just be industrious. Help them not to just be hardworking. But help them to be committed to their husband. Help them be committed to their children and the children of their church. To share the wisdom that comes through the instruction of your mercy and your grace and your kindness in Christ. Father, we thank you for the moms that have been doing that in our midst. We thank you for the influence that these moms have had in all of our kids. And we pray that you would bear fruit from their ministry and the kids their own children and, the, again, the children in the, in the chairs and in, in the classes and the special activities and the special events. We pray that their work would prove to be eternal in nature, work that you will reward as only you can in your glory. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.